Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. And we are the Two Half Squads, and this is the Two Half Squads. Episode 224, the one and only podcast dedicated, oh, 82% today or so. Yeah. To the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Advanced Leader. Squad Leader. Yeah. We said that, didn't we? Advanced Squad Leader. A product of Multiman Publishing. Who, whom we freely promote on this show. We do. We gain nothing in return for nothing, our efforts. Nothing. We get nothing publishing. from Multiman. We get Bupkis from Multiman Publishing. Speaking of Dick Bupkis, I'm looking forward to the bear season. Oh. That was a smooth transition. Uh-huh. And what's new with you, Jeff? Well, what's new is, Dave, I got this. I bought this. Hey. This is my it's latest a, a, a acquirement. That's an electric ukulele. It's a mandolin. Does it plug in? It does not plug in. Oh. No, it's acoustic mandolin. It looks so electric. Yeah. Um, my mom, you know, passed away a year ago and uh, left me some little money here and there. And I got the final disbursement of her estate, a, a paltry sum, but... It was enough to buy a mandolin, and so I bought this mandolin, and I named it after her. So this is June. Oh. That is sweet. And then it comes with a song, probably. No, it doesn't. Actually, but I I started to write a song about you. Oh. Wake up, David, it's time to go back to school. (laughs) No, it's not. Oh, wait. You're retired. You crazy fool. I'm just making this up as I go. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. It's going to be hard to rhyme one. Yeah. Well, I don't have all chords down. but Dave is retired. As I mentioned on the last show, uh, you, you couldn't be on the last show because you had a lot of stuff going on at the end of the year. And you are now a retired person, 34 years of teaching, and I congratulate you. Thank you, sir. I think about it a lot, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, I hope it'll retired. work out. Yeah. <laughs> and what if it doesn't? Then I have to go find a job if oh, I okay. order something. Yeah, could you imagine? I know people, I'm well, certainly not I, saying anything bad about this. I, I know people who who can't retire, like they, they don't know what to do with themselves, so they have to go back to work. But you've got lots of stuff. And so far, the summer's busy. off to its usual... Between shopping, the laundry, the yard work, and the trifecta of eating out with friends this week, though, right? I had Jeff's Fine Company for breakfast. We had a nice breakfast. Then I had my friend John Metzger from school for mm-hmm. lunch. And then tonight, Rick Hollander for dinner. He was delicious. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a little ketchup. Ah, uh, nice rare Rick. I'll have the rare Rick Hollander, please. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Does that come with potatoes? Three meals out in a week, and... uh Lots and lots of yard work. I'm sore. I'm getting fit. Finally, I'm losing the weight I was gaining at the God, end of the school you're gonna, year. You're just going to be a whole new man. Let's hope. <laughs> I can't wait to see what you're going to look like at the end of the summer. Anyway, uh, many congratulations to you. And I know you've got a lot of ASL in your future and other cool stuff. It's the gaming, you know. Yeah. Uh, I got to already have uh, Rizzy over. We started a scenario we'll talk about next show okay. or two shows from now. And we're finishing it Saturday because D&D couldn't get on Saturday, and then Timonen couldn't come over for ASL. So Mike and I get to finish the game, and mm-hmm. I get probably fit a third game in there now, but I get to see my wife more often during the weeks. and That's the, a good thing. Days. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's great. And I'll get to see you more often. Hopefully. Hopefully. We've talked about it. I've kind of cleared a spot here in the broadcast foxhole, so yeah. Dave can come over anytime he wants to just uh, just to go some get some different cause, scenery. Because Jeff has to work. <laughs> I have to work. So, so, so I'll, 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 I could, like, come over and edit the podcast while yeah. you're working. Right. Or something. Yeah. Like yeah. that. So I'm looking forward to that, too. I'm looking forward to seeing more of you and uh, looking forward to my own retirement, which I said was going to be this year. I haven't found a way to make that happen yet, but I'm still open. If somebody would like to just drop a couple mil into my pocket. If we could get every listener to Patreon us. Yeah. 
could be a lot of money. Please send us your money. We want to retire. Oh, Dave's think already think it'll be funny. Oh. We will. We do. So, what else is going on, sir? Um, took Aaron to Belmont University. Yes, your youngest is flying the coop it's in the fall. Incredibly out of our league, other than some grants and assistance we've managed to procure. Yeah. A beautiful campus. Crazy. Yes. Nashville. In Nashville, Tennessee. Dang. Ate at the, uh, I think it was called the Peg Leg Porker. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Peg yes, Leg you Pig. That. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Really great. Recommended highly. They put the coleslaw on the barbecue. Oh, really? They pork. just put it right on top? Uh-huh. Well, that way they can have smaller plates, I guess, and everything looks better. <laughs> the sandwich looks taller. And that's the way our my friend uh, tells me, Josh, it's the way it's supposed to be in certain parts of the South. Really? Interesting. So. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure as you uh, get down there a little more, you'll find other interesting sites to see maybe some civil war stuff there's got to be some stuff well war we're stuff still like now i have to get going on planning that trip we wanted to do in the fall yeah we're still in i don't but, you know i don't know any of the details i would need to know how long I've, we're going to be gone that's because i've dropped the ball on it so so it, it's a possibility i have uh i really don't know that much about the civil war it's never really been interesting to me but uh mike rizzi i asked mike rizzi to recommend a all-in-one volume history oh, right, right. of the civil war that i could read so he recommended battle cry of freedom freedom i'm going to try to grasp the author's name i think it's something i think it's richard mcpherson it's big it's about 800 pages but um it came the other day took three weeks to get here i decided not to buy from amazon i thought i'm going to support the other mm. guy so i i went to abooks.com ordered it there it took three and a half weeks I was. It, it had a tracking on it, so it came to Chicago, then it went to Madison, then it went to Milwaukee, then it went to Palatine, then it went to Arlington Heights. It, it sat in Palatine for a week. Oh yeah, what's with that? I think somebody was reading. Mail I don't know. Or yeah, I don't know. You know, media mail is is cheap. You ship books and DVDs yeah. cheaper. Thank you, Ben Franklin. Yes, thank. Ding. Shop at your local Ben Franklin. Proceeds go to the Ben Franklin estate. <laughs> and, and that I used to go by the Ben Franklin when I did my paper out. Did you? Yeah, there West, was Westmont, Illinois, Cass Avenue. Oh yeah, down from Lyle's Hobby Shop. Yeah, actual Ben Franklin. And I, when I had my own, more of my own money, I would get a soda. So I started my bad yes, soda Yeah, that'd be my treat on my paper route. My mom would call it the five and dime. We didn't have a Ben Franklin near us. We had a Woolworths. Um, and it, and I remember the five and the ten in the next to the name in the uh, on the sign, on yeah. the signage. The five and dime. But I, I don't know why they called it that. We'd have to look that up. That's a topic for another podcast. I'm thinking because of people, you know, things if cost you, had a nickel you a nickel or a dime. now it's the dollar store. Yeah. And they yeah. have to raise the price on the dollar store name, too. So the five and below, five below. Oh, is that it's right? Five dollar less store. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Ah, that's so sad. The longer we live, the higher the numbers get. <laughs> Shall we jump in, sir? Let's do. Let's talk about ASL. What do we got first? Letters. Mm-hmm. Oops. Let's start it again. It's so good. For letters. Yay, letters. We have lots of letters today. Excellent. Starting off with, I would like to thank our great Patreon patrons, Preston. Thank you, Preston. Why? We just do last names now, don't we? Yonkins. Yeah. Carl Herzog. Sure. Mike Quigley. Why not? Thank you all for becoming, it looks like, recurring patrons. We're sending you kisses. At Patreon. Kisses and hugs. And if you come to Chicago, we will buy you a cigar. We also have a 
um, link to a video from the Hong Kong War Gamer. Oh, yes. About the upcoming Malaya Mad Men. So I'll link that little video. Check it out. It's uh, good. going yep. to be in Singapore July 26th, I think. You're retired. You could go. I could now. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see you in Singapore. That sounds like a song. I'd like to see you in Singapore. <laughs> Jeff, I sent us this little thing. Did you open it, Dave, from Dave Kleinschmidt? Did you know uh, no. Yes, I think I did. The the Crusaders product prices. Yeah, tell look me, at tell that. me that, what this is this from is, the trenches. Because yeah, it's a little walk down memory lane for me. I stumbled upon it somewhere, and uh, it's a, a price list from Crusaders. I don't know. It's the Crusaders. Was that a store? Or something. I think this was an ad in a uh, maybe the view from the trenches or something from Looks back like in the maybe. day. Looks like maybe, yeah, the day. Back in the day, everything happened in the day. <laughs> no, because what goes on at night, nobody talks about. Yeah. So, so it all happened during the, the day. day. Back in the day. <laughs> the time on target number one, and number two, and number three. These were fanzines. Oh, were they? Wow. And I have them. So remember, probably three years ago, four or five, we said we're going to go back and dig out more yeah. of these and go yeah. over these. Uh, this WCW, is that the Windy City War Gamers? Probably. The Chicago Color Scenario Pack. I think I have that. And I think a lot of those have been made into real. Um, well, this price list scenarios. was from 1997. Seven. Sorry. So that was 22 years ago. And at that time, this scenario pack was eight pounds. It must be worth. Twice that. Um, at least. I think. 16 pounds. Yeah. Pounds sterling. I don't know what that is. They were I don't the, know what that translates right now. They were the group that had really long special scenario rules. So I know you're yeah. not a fan of that. But no, not really. But, you know. Critical hit number one through four. Again, eight for the low, low price of eight pounds sterling. Critical hit Christmas special. 13. I, I might have had those. I probably still have those. Jack Casota, this was a finish module back in the day. You had to cut out oh, and okay. make your own counters with the cutouts. Wow. I have that or had it. That's brutal. You <laughs> got to cut out your own counter. On top of everything else you do for ASL, you got to cut out your own dang counters. And glue them onto real counters. No. To make them. Yeah, no. Back, front, and back. No. I, of course, me. You did it. <laughs> yeah. And I still, I don't know, did I... I didn't cut them all out though, because I know I have some on paper I'm not that I currently do it. just shoved into my finish game. So when we played the fins again, I asked to see this yeah. little sheet. It came from 1997. This shot, Casota. Then Soldiers of the Negus. Negus. I bought that. I have that. That with Timonen played all those with me. No kidding. Yeah, when he started. Yeah. It was, wow. It's the Ethiopians and stuff. That's what I was wondering if it was that uh, African. Yeah, we, we the thought Central they were gonna, African stuff. Gonna put it in with the desert mod, but they didn't. Oh, okay. Critical hit. Um, I never did this platoon leader stuff or cemetery hill or armor. Now those stand. were scenario packs, you think? I don't know, but this Primasol bridge. Primasol bridge. It sounds so familiar. Well, no, it sounds picturesque. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I remember the days on Primasol Bridge it's when same, I met my lassie. It's an ASL scenario where you can't shoot at each other. You just what? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. What? You can't shoot it. You just admire the terrain. <laughs> yeah. Roll dice and see who admires. That it actually better. sounds like one I'd like to play. Uh they issued. They reissued it somehow. I don't know. See, platoon leader. I, I don't know what that was. Um, send us some mail, folks. To read down here. But Primasol Bridge was put out in a annual or journal and i played them with hollander and then there's your aussie pack your route packs on all fronts i have those leathernecks i never got jim below the faint i still have that never played that one yet you have got you know i don't care what your wife says your brain is actually pretty good (laughs) pretty good shape well we should relate (laughs) those stories shouldn't we (laughs) i didn't get defeating enemy armor I didn't have Schwerpunkt. You know, today they're very popular, Schwerpunkt. They're making yes. massive quantities. Of yeah, them. yeah, yeah. The Baraka de Fratur, I think uh, we Dill. interviewed the guy who did that, didn't we? Was that... Uh, did we really? Yeah, wasn't that... Uh, you must have been part of some other... 
No, it was one of our people who mentioned it. I think it was his early work, but God Saved the King. That was the version of Arnhem. Oh, okay. That it was re-released as an MMP product, and I had the original God Save the King, played them all with Dave Timonen. King of the Hill, I think I have it, never played it, and then ASL News. This was the French, I thought it was a French magazine. And I don't think I had the ASL Wouldn't they have pronounced it ASL News? They would, yeah. News. It's spelled news, oui. but it's pronounced news. <laughs> So anyway, there's a little wow. trip, trip down memory lane. Now, wh- so uh, where did you people. find this? You just have this, this clipping was, here. No, yeah, I think it was a, a, a screenshot from View from the Trenches. I so you were like, it was on your computer or something? Yeah, it was online. Just stumbling You can, you can stumbling read all around. the View from the Trenches. We want yeah. to interview Pete someday soon. Yes. He said he'll hold off for now. He says go to his site. You can find out all kinds of information. But Yeah, so walk down memory lane. And then we'll start, I'll dig, start digging those out those old ones and we'll maybe look those over or let's remind the viewers if listeners if you uh patreon uh donors do get access to extra material they do the texas asl yeah dave reads the texas asl bonsai, bonsai with um while not wearing pants <laughs> which doesn't make a huge difference <laughs> but just the picturing it in your mind makes adds a little color <laughs> to so, an otherwise black and white so those are accessible only to our Patreon subscribers. Yeah, and quite a treat. I don't know if we'll treat, treat for everybody. Reading through some of the old time on targets or not. I haven't left to talk. To yeah, oh, that'd be it. fun. I can't believe you have all this stuff. Your house is, <laughs> you must have a lot of secret rooms. Those are all in the upstairs bedroom closet. God, it must be like Mary Poppins. plastic container. Yep. Carpet bag. I'll tell you right now. Dang. Very impressive. Do you have one? I do have a letter here from Poor Boy, who left a comment on episode 218, the LFT-14 and the Italians. Oh, yeah. Jeff, your cover... Oh, your Jeff, your cover... Jeff, <clears throat> that's me. Your cover of Neil Young's classic was beautiful. Oh, it was, Jeff. It really captured the essence of what I see in your podcast. It's ASL, of course, but it's also just two good friends having fun while chatting about stuff in their lives. Well, yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not an ASL player, having only dabbled a bit in the starter kits, but I've listened to all of the Two Half Squads podcast. Thank you for everything you've done over the years, and keep up the great work. Well, that love Garrett. He doesn't say love. I put that in there because I know it was coming from that part of his heart. And thank you, Garrett, for that Thanks, encouragement. Garrett. Yeah, very nice of you means to a lot. say so. And- yeah, it was a great song, Jeff, you did. Too. Oh, thank you. I have a, a note from Chris Hoffland, I think. He sent us two video clips on Arnhem. I forget why he sent them, but I went ahead and already linked them. I watched part of one with Jeff just now, and uh, that smoke machine. Yeah, that smoke dispenser, whatever that was, was... <laughs> was it a vehicle? Or I don't it, know. like a giant barbecue set? And they yeah, were... <laughs> it looks like... Like they just threw chicken fat right on the coals. I had put never, the lid on. never seen that before. No, I haven't either. That was quite a thing. And that one thing was making all that smoke? Or do you That's think what there it, were several well, of those they, down there? Yeah, I couldn't really tell. We'll have to watch it again. Yeah, and just seeing lots of vehicles, I realize yeah. how little I spend time watching historical films anymore with actual footage. I need yeah. to get back to it. So. It really it helps because I don't really watch a lot of them either, and I don't get a great great concept of what that stuff really looks like so that was very useful oh let's see that was another one from chris uh, yeah there's two clips that was the uh one that was in uh, uh a foreign language was that hollandaise uh, it was it was hollandaise from the the lower sauce lands <laughs> of europe <laughs> So it's Dutch. No, Rob, Robin happened to be walking here. through the room, and uh, she she identified it as Dutch, which I think just means it kind of sounds like German, but she didn't know what it was, so we just figured it was Dutch. And we'll say it with some conviction but so it, people will believe us. It, it was also about uh, World War II. Yeah. And of course. So I posted it. You can watch it. It, I, it looked cool. We didn't finish that one either yet, but... We got a post on our episode 221, Adult Sugar Kiss Emoji, from Grumble Jones, who says, Another great episode, as always. I listened to this podcast 
while working on the latest Our Saturday Game series after Action Report. What a surprise to hear Ryan Ellett's letter. The two half squads have a lot of fans who attend the March Madness Tournament. A tip of the hat to Ryan for two great games we got to play during the March Madness Tournament. I'm already looking forward to seeing Ryan again at next year's March Madness, and maybe even the greatest ASL podcast duo in history will come to March Madness. And I think he said March Madness probably six times, six, seven, eight times. He gets the award for the most mentions of March Madness. So, and that's a possibility. Might get there next year. Now that you're now free. Remember, folks, when we say when, when we, we say, say we that, might get there, please don't book a hotel for us. It doesn't mean we will. Yeah, but it's more likely now. Yes, remember that this is Kansas City. That's close. It's close. Oh, yeah. and I got some great barbecues from Kansas City. My friend Karen Hines moved down there, and she sent us a we helped her move gift pack of this best of Kansas. I'll have to bring the title. Of the, I forget already which one it was, but. Great barbecue sauces from there. And I have a uh, another kind donation from Garrett. Thank you very much. Thank you, Garrett. Garrett. We truly appreciate your support. Got a, a post on, another post on episode 221 from Raj. I was trying to come up with a good book and movie combination for Spine and Sprocket. Of course, for those of you who don't know, we have another podcast called Spine and Sprocket. It's the greatest podcast it's the second greatest podcast on the web. And the next topic should be? Looks like we're going to read and watch 1984, which we're, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, and I finally thought of one. Master and Commander by Patrick O'Brien was a great book and movie with a wonderful performance by Russell Crowe. I'm going to agree with you, Raj. I think that would be a good one. He goes on to say, the only thing that bothered me about the movie was that they changed his antagonist from the book's American frigate to French, supposedly because American audiences wouldn't like it. But the American captain was one of the greatest challenges and basically a tribute to the great skill of the American Navy of the time. Also, there's C.S. Forrester's Horatio Hornblower books, with three being the basis of the Gregory Peck movie, which I still enjoy. And how could you not like any movie with Gregory Peck? Indeed, how could you I not? I think it's not possible. Um, it's also uh, pretty closely follows the books. Makes me want to rewatch that that book. Uh, rewatch that. <laughs> rewatch that movie. I've been watching uh, classic movies right now. I'm watching Hondo. Hmm, that sounds familiar. It's yes. a John Wayne movie. I think about 1956. John Wayne, Geraldine Page. And it's very interesting. John Wayne plays this uh, hardcore cowboy, all dressed in brown. His hat is brown. His shirt is brown. His vest is brown. His pants are brown. His horse is brown. The, uh, the entire countryside is brown. But he's wearing this blue and red flamboyant neckerchief that just jumps out at the screen. It's it's a very kind of a weird thing. I don't know. Somebody Do you in, think they had costume people in those days that actually designed that or I it was think, just like they let I them think wear they whatever did. he wanted. Some woman said, John, everything's in color now. We gotta give you more color. Here, put this on. <laughs> I'm not wearing that. <laughs> yeah, put this on. The the women in the audience are gonna love it. Yeah. Anyway, Hondo is pretty good. Next will be uh, Horatio Hornblower. The last one I watched was The Vikings, which... Uh, oh, we talked about that. Yeah. Did we talk about it on yeah, the air? Yeah, we oh, did okay. talk about that on the air. Okay. Mm-hmm, indeed. What else? I went to the theater for the new Godzilla. Oh, no. Did you? Oh, yeah. Took the family on Father's Day. Oh, and? I'm a, Adam likes the big monsters now. He realized it a couple years ago. Yeah. He had watched something with me and then another one and was and then I he later said, You know, I, I saw my King Kong Skull Island DVD out. I'm like, who watched this one? And I was like, I did. I think I really like these giant monster movies. I'm like, Well good. <laughs> so it the dialogue was horrible. Was it? Oh, the writing. Yeah. Yeah, and some of the concepts were like, Yeah, it's a stretch, but yeah, but of course the giant monsters were great, and it was like, I think the Mon- old Monster Island movie, 
Ghidorah, which I've been pronouncing wrong all these years. I think they called him Ghidorah or something. Ghidorah the Explorer. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I think it was Ghidorah. Ghidorah. I'm like, no, it's Ghidorah. But anyway, Rodan. Oh, yeah. A couple I didn't know. Mothra. Mothra was a big deal in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sending light down on Godzilla. So, so you know, I think the previous one was better really with, uh, the one with matthew matthew broderick wait maybe that I, was a stinker maybe i didn't see it how about before that it was the guy from um the teacher who makes drugs and sells them oh oh i forgot about uh, his malcolm his. in the middle the dad yeah <laughs> can we not think of elmer bernstein no that's not it no he's a composer dang he's a great actor uh anyway that version was really good i can't i must have I, missed the I last can't remember one if then. i saw that yeah, Matthew we watched Broderick? the uh, we watched the Matthew Broderick movie not long ago, and it, it's a real it's a real stinker. It's really dumb. But is there a? I don't think there's ever been a good Godzilla movie. I refuse yes, to believe. Yes, uh, no. Is. Go go find the one with the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Okay, I'll look. I at thought that. it was really pretty good. How about the original? Did you like the original with Ray, the one? It was Japanese, but then they spliced in some scenes of Raymond Burr to That's, make it better for American audiences. That, I, I did hear that. I think you told me that. Yeah. You know, if you watch that again, it's better than I remembered it. Mm. And then they got real bad with, like, yeah. Godzilla fighting King Kong, and King Kong's the total wrong size. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It was not that. And so if you notice, they haven't built a Godzilla model kit yet. I guess I... In all my monster Now that you mention it, kits. I do notice that, yeah. Yeah. I will someday... But it's it's down low on the agenda. No offense to is Godzilla fans. Is that because fans. you can't get you can't get this scale correct in your head? You don't really know because it varies so much from movie to movie. It does a little too, doesn't it? Oh, it, yeah, hugely. The Matthew Broderick movie, he was like 40, 50 stories tall, maybe bigger. I mean, it was sometimes he's bigger than all huge. the buildings. Yeah, I think. Yeah, not very realistic. I have a hard time. Well, let's get back anyway, to some ASL. Yes. We digress. I have one, I think. It is from, It is about the Wild West Fest, and I just tweeted it out. And that is going to be October 18 to 20, 2019. Wild West Fest. Okay, and that's the Advanced Squad Leader Tournament in Portland, Oregon. I don't know who does this. Let me click on the Frequently Asked Questions. And one uh, of those Frequently Asked Questions is, who does this? <laughs> Who's responsible for this? Here's the tournament. Stri- I, I haven't heard of this, have I? Or have they told us about it before? <sighs> not that I recall. It's from the Berserk Commissars. I do not know which gentlemen are putting that on. Hmm. We probably have heard of them before. Probably even talked to some of them. But Wild West Fest. I'm going to leave it in the box. We can mention it maybe even two shows from now. Sounds like fun. I'd love to get to Portlandia. Got one here from Dennis Donovan, who writes and he says, I'm amazed by you guys uh, that you do all this stuff. uh, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you do this podcast, you do Spine and Sprocket, you work, and you you have family and all those lifely things. Yeah, well, we keep busy. And yay for OBA. I played face-to-face with Leo Hill last weekend. No relation to John Hill. He's relatively new to ASL. Also, we've been playing Objective Schmidt, and it was his first time intro to OBA. He got a few chuckles out of the song when I showed it to him. Yeah, Dennis, he's, you've got some. You've done some great songs for us. Dennis says, also, my daughter was in the choir this year and has offered to sing a few songs for us. Hopefully... Rally Phase Records will kick into high gear this summer. Well, Dennis, it's yeah. summer. We haven't heard from you. Uh, hopefully things are going well for you. But if you can get some of those songs done, that would be super. We need some comedy bit openings and some comedy songs, yeah. satirical songs. Yep. also like to thank listener Larry Yeager for his wonderful donation. Thank you, Larry. Patreon. Oh, now this was interesting. This letter was very interesting. From uh, Anuj Agwar. Agawal. Agawal. He writes and he says, Hello, my name is Anuj Agarwal. I'm the founder of Feedspot, 
I would like to personally congratulate you oh, yeah. as your website, site, the Two Half Squads podcast, has been selected by our panelist, singular panelist, not panelists, panelist, as one of the top 10 World War II podcasts on the web. I personally give you a high five and want to thank you for your contribution to this world. This is the most comprehensive list of top 10 World War II podcasts on the internet, and I'm honored to have you as part of this. We'd be grateful if you can help us spread the word by briefly mentioning about the top 10 World War II podcast lists in any of your upcoming posts. Please let me know. And he includes a link to this top 10 list. I'll just read it very quickly. But this is one of those scams to just find out how quickly things can fly around the internet. Possibly. I'm sure of it. You don't think so? So number one, he lists the History of World War II podcast, which is very good. The World War II podcast. I haven't listened to that one. We'll have to put a link to this site in our show notes. The World War II Chronicles. Haven't heard of that podcast. They do... uh, They're kind of cranking them out. Service on Celluloid, a podcast from the National World War II Museum, analyzing how World War II's been depicted on film. Interesting. Uh, Warriors in Their Own Words, first-person war stories. That sounds like an interesting podcast. Fighting Through World War II. The Two Half Squads. We're at number seven. Then The Saga of World War II is another podcast. I think this comes from... I'm not sure. Sorry. Anyway, there's eight here. So we're in the top ten, and actually there are only eight. <laughs> and we appear in seventh. I'm not sure what this is, but okay. it's a good list, and it's a list of all these World War II podcasts, so we'll have to start listening to those. Maybe we'll learn something. I think it's one of those college, you know, a, like a project? tests where, yeah, he has to find out if you make this list, how often can you get hits back? By sending this out to these random podcasters. Yeah, it could be. You you want to post it anyway? Yeah, I think we should. Let's right. post that link. I'll do that for okay. sure then, I suppose. Yeah. Now, I have another letter here. This is regarding Ollie's interview with Tong Tong. We're in the top ten. <laughs> well, that's why it's wrong. We're we a gaming st- We still don't podcast. get anything from MMP. And notice he didn't say who his experts were. Bupkis. Did I say that before? I think that should be our show, That the title. Bupkis. How do you spell that? B-U-P-K-I-S-S. What does it mean? Nothing. It means nothing. We get bupkis <laughs> from MMP. <laughs> and we're not bitter about it, even though we mention it every show. Yeah. Um, the Hong Kong Wargamer, Jackson Kwan, has sent this link about Yay. this tanker coin. Sorry? This tanker coin. It's like a canker sore. <laughs> tanker coin. <laughs> What's and a tanker coin? It's a device he's inventing to mark your movement and stuff ah. of your vehicles instead of using a 30-sided die, which gets knocked over a lot anyway. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have this for sale yet, but it was mentioned on our interview with Ollie Gray. So he responded and said, hey, you're wondering what this is? Here it is. And I'm linking his video. Oh, good. I'd actually like to see that because I last time I played... Uh, played with Rich Spilkey, and he was very excited to show me his uh, 20-sided D&D kind of die that is in sequential. The numbers are in sequential order on the die. Oh, so, so it's twirl all over yeah, looking for it. Right. That's the that's the concept. Hmm. But I still had to twirl. All I twirled over. it all over <laughs> trying to look for the number I was looking for. So this tanker coin sounds like a great uh, concept. I'll take it. All right. I think that probably would, uh, let's see, do we have time for any more? We're at 34 minutes. Oh, we better hold off and do yeah. some next show. Yeah, we think we, we only have about 15 left to cover to get us caught up yeah. on the next show. Right. And we want to be timely. So see, the we Wild do. West Fest got us their, their advertising really early for yes. October. Yes. So listeners, please let us know what's going on in the SL world uh, early enough that we can get it out on the air. Yeah. In a timely fashion, which means slow twice a month for yeah. us. So, and you'll see your the participation in your various tournaments just bloom. <laughs> it could enormously. 
as a result of uh, us advertising for you. And now we have a listener who actually left us a little voicemail. Let's go to that right now. Hi, Jeff and Dave. This is Steve D. from California. I'm calling in to, uh, to talk a little bit about uh, the episode where Jeff is reading about the, 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 the footnotes from Tarawa. So the island... Bay Show, B-E-T-I-O, is pronounced Bay Show, B-A-Y hyphen S-H-O. And then you were asking about the designations for the Marine Combat Battalions. For example, 1 slash 2 or 3 slash 8. That's pronounced 3rd of the 8th or 3-8, and it is the 3rd Battalion of the 8th Marine Regiment or the 1st Battalion of the 2nd Marine Regiment. So, anyway, that's what those are those are uh, referring to. Okay. Thanks for all your hard work. I don't know if you guys ever got my voicemail about the Devil's Brigade book and movie as a possibility for your Spinus Crockett podcast. But, um, anyway, thought that would be a good one. So, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Steve, for that information. Interesting yeah. information. Basho. I, I've been pronouncing it Basio. Basio. But it's Basho. Good to know. And thank you for that suggestion for Spine and Sprocket. That would be yeah, a good one. Great idea. Yeah. Devil's Brigade. Very good movie. Forgot that it was. Uh, I don't think people. we did get the previous voice message or didn't hear. I actually don't, rem- just I don't remember. Just remind everyone yeah. sometimes we're, we, we star an email to read, and then as we're unstarring them, it gets we'll get, jumped yeah. out accidentally, and so it is possible we miss some of the things you guys send. But this is not an exact know. science. In fact, to even use the word science in the same sentence is a disservice to scientists everywhere. It is indeed. And now, Dave, guess what time it is? It's time for. Oh, it's exciting! What's in the box? What is in the box? This is. Our 11th year of what's in the box, and we always have something in the box. Have we really been doing this 11 years? 11 years. Wow. Yeah. And the box is never empty, even no. though we get bupkis from MMP. <laughs> it's because I break down and actually buy their stuff sometimes. Yeah, I do too. Although I have not bought the new starter kit for. Nope, so it's the one we'll no, be on this show no, today. No, uh, yeah, and... I did break down for Red Factories, but I think that'll be yeah. next week, unless we just do box art reviews yeah. this week. We'll see how much time we have. Yeah. So, so what do we have? We what have do we have in the from, box, Dave? Reach, in, reach deep into that deep, dark recesses of the box. What's oh, in there? Oh, someone we consider a sponsor. Broken Ground Design. I love Broken Ground Design. I do. Why don't you take From the bottom of my pure beef heart. Counters, Jeff. Take the vehicles. Okay, vehicular. I have the infantry. This is the Polish set of counters. We have two sets today we'll be looking at. Um, the Polish set of counters that includes your basic first-line troops, elite troops. And what what he has done here is to make uh, the berserker ones have a higher morale number. Or, I'm sorry, the fanatic have a higher morale number ah, okay. on them. So, so you don't separate. have to place a fanatic counter. Correct, and that's in white on the counter. And then, uh, so that's really helpful. It's just one of the extra cool things you find on these counters. You also see over here a wounded leader counter. has an actual, you know, red cross on it. Oh, okay. With the new factors. So you don't have to place your wound counter on. Nope, saves you that too. Makes all your stacks lower smaller and uh phones radios heavy machine guns all the machine guns atrs everything would be in here concealment counters and acquisition counters in the color of your side so i really love those and i think he he had those on a separate sheet you could buy also at broken ground design and uh, i went ahead and used all those to match so now I have matching acquisition counters. Ah, very nice. So, and historically, I've always taken, like, I don't know if you've noticed, the orangey, browny one, brownish ones for 
not brownie. You wouldn't want to eat it. Brownish ones for the Russians, and then the, the bluish, gray, oh, right. purple for the Germans. Right. And so that's always been something that I've been kind of looking forward to, uh, along with the uh, leaders. I think every nationality should have its own acquisition counters. Don't you? I do. So with the polls, it's $22 online. You can grab it there at Broken Ground Design. And this is the po- uh, one. It is one sheet for the infantry mm-hmm. and sport weapons. And what do you have there? The Polish. And that comes that for $22, you for get $22, two sheets. Get it's one of the l- uh, oh, less okay. expensive sets because there's not as many vehicles. Yeah. They all fit on that counter sheet you have, right? Yes. So there are, and even with my glasses on, there are some, there's some lettering on here that I cannot read, but yes, lots of vehicles on here. There are tanks. You're welcome. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> tanks of all kinds, usually, you know, and uh, these are Polish. They're, these are... Yeah, the types are all very small very at the Very small, That's yeah. That's the only one thing... I was thing. just trying to read that. That I think may not be as good, but otherwise they are full color, aren't they? They are. They are. I can't read any of them, but there are tanks here. There are, looks like half tracks. There are trucks. Yes, plenty of trucks. Should be the full complement. If, you, if you'd like to actually look online, he, he lists all the armor fighting vehicles and the number you get there. So you can just click right on the link. Then there are also, so that takes about, vehicles take up about a page and a half, or one and a half sides of this counter sheet, and the rest are, there's some mortars here, some AT guns, infantry guns, artillery pieces, some concealment counters, a a nice array, as usual, of his sniper counters, which is nice with the sniper number on them, so he's got one through seven on there with the sniper number right on there, and some... uh, AA guns, very nice. Well made, easy to pop out. Easy to pop out. Which I like that. They don't leave those raggedy corners. So for $22, I think this is a a good price for $22.50. That is. really nice. And we have the other set, which is the Romanians. Ah, okay. Now with the Romanian infantry, if you order those online, they're going to come with two sets of counters he has the um with the with the romanians they get their and i forget the rule but they get their morale like raised if they're fighting some other nationality oh so there's more counters in here to compensate for that okay. so you can actually put them out and not have to remember so you physically have the counter set right Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, and it, and then it would run basically like the other counter set. It has the uh, again. You can see on this sheet, Jeff, with the half squad. So one sheet is the half squads in the lower right hand quadrant. Yep, you have different kinds of things there. I've got. Let's see. I have uh, oh, dismantled machine guns, dismantled mortars, as well as assembled. Heavy machine guns, light machine guns, and yeah, all the support mediums, weapons, mortars, yep, all there. of them, and as well as the ac- more acquisition counters, and some armor leaders that match. And then yeah. the again, wounded leaders are all over here, uh, as well as concealments counters. The vehicles again, there's probably no point in reading them all off to you, but there's two full sheets one is all the vehicles again you can find a list for the romanians now no one else makes romanians counters there are no asl mmp oh there are no okay the poles you may have gotten in your bounding fire poland and flame set oh right i have mine all punched now so this could be for people who don't have that set of Polish counters. Mm-hmm. You could also add these in. The color's a little bit different than the ones could come oh, out. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the color you know, match. Not too much. It, yeah. It's a, still a British color with a light green around it. Yeah. The uh, Allied Miners. So they both have the same 
con artistic concept so that could work to have oops, more of them there and then the other large sheet of counters so it's four different romanian counter sets has your snipers again the snipers come with the actual number printed on it always like that and all of your artillery mortar guns at guns infantry and aircraft guns on a sheet so so if you buy the romanians i don't remember the price offhand but you're looking at four counter sheets again i don't believe anyone has published romanians so i'm thinking can i keep these jeff and oh absolutely yeah make uh, make a couple trays of romanians yeah then? i think you should Yes, you definitely want to round out that your set. Don't have them. Do have my, my poles now. But then, hmm, what should we do with this Polish set then? Well, I think we should have a contest. Well, let's have a contest. All right. Keep those on with you. So what will the details be? I think we should do a contest just for our Twitter followers. We haven't really acknowledged all of the find people that follow us on Twitter and so maybe this would be good for that. So here's the contest, folks. Starting Yeah, this contest will start as soon as you hear this episode and run through August 1st, 2019 or July 31st. July 31st. Are there 31 days in July? I think so. If and there aren't, we'll <laughs> add the extra day. We have power. Yes. We and know people in high places. End of July. There's 29 days in July. What? 29? Yes. What? Th 30 days has September, April, May, and November. June. All the rest have 31, excepting February alone, to which we 26 assign till leap year gives it 29. Wow. You need to go back to school. <laughs> Have it? you been teaching that to these kids all these years? How can there only be 29 days in July? No, there's 31. Oh, because my Because <laughs> your calendar. My Google calendar is no... Blame it on Google. It has no events on those days, so it's not showing up. Yes, guys. It's not the way it's it works. It's conspiracy. There's 31. All right, so here, but here's the deal. Wednesday, the 31st. All you have to do is send out a tweet with a hashtag <laughs> t 2 H-S, for the two half squads, Poles, P-O-L-E-S. So T-2-H-S-P-O-L-E-S. That's with the hashtag in front of it. All you have to do is do that. And is this on all, August all one word? First, Capitalized Poles? How does this work? It's all, it doesn't, it's not case sensitive. It needs to be all one word to work with a hashtag. And on August 1st, we'll do a search of that hashtag, T-2-H-S, Poles. And whoever has... We did that. We'll get an entry into the contest. How about that? And we will announce it soon thereafter. All right. So all you tweeterers, get out there tweeting. One entry per customer. So if you tweet it a hundred times, you still only get in once. Void where prohibited by law. That's only one per family. One per family. You may get a, a, a W-9 from us. For, to report this on your taxes. <laughs> yeah, overseas, you have to help pay the postage. Yes. As usual. Yeah, that's right. A little bit, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. All so, right, contest on. Yeah, great. Woot, woot, woot. And thank you to Broken Ground Designs for contributing these nice products. Indeed. You know, Jeff, this show is also brought to you by the wonderful people at Bounding Fire Productions. Bounding Fire Productions are the makers of fine quality products. Products such as... Poland in Flames. And... Operation Schmidt. <laughs> We're Crucible of Steel. Uh, Crucible of Steel, one of my... Yeah, actually one of my favorites. Just think of our other ad when we were disco dancing. Beyond the Beachhead. Love Beyond the Beachhead. You just said that. Tales you from the said, Attic. Just oh, said, you just said that attic. to get out of having to come up with another game name. Um, Bungle in the Jungle. No, Bungle in the Jungle. <laughs> that's what blood we and call blood, it. Yeah, we call it that, but Blood and, and Jungle. jungle great pack, and that's I'm going to yeah. play more. I'm going to get to playing those now, finally, because I still haven't finished all my Into the Rubbles. 
Bounding Fire. Bounding Fire Productions. Buy it or else. And now it's time for... What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? I just find it amusing that the the one time I I played that back at high speed and made it a, a official yeah. for a few shows. Yeah, you have just ever since then done it in a funny voice. Well, I've been playing through Mud and Blood, Jeff. I think I haven't talked about this on the air yet. If I have, forgive me, listeners. No, I don't think you have. Um, we haven't recorded in a while, but this is a scenario designed by Janusz Max. It is from the Swedish pack. SV8. Through Mud and Blood, Dave Timonen and I are trying to play through those. Then I got to find somebody to go back and finish Into the Rubble 2s because Tom Barkle moved away. And in this one, it is a half a board. It's tight, but there are 14 or so overlays. 14 overlays? <laughs> look at the picture. They're all just all over there. Oh, I refuse to play that. I would would refuse to play that. What Dave and I were going to do is leave it set up and play it twice to make it a little more worthwhile. But it's a great one. And it's the Finns and the Swedes. Again, the Swedish pack. Um, There's mud and there's blood. And the mud rules are in effect. And the blood rules are new. So if your unit is bleeding excessively, they slip on their own blood. And fall. Are you just checking to see if I'm listening? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the the fins are in oh here. Oh my gosh! Now it says the fins are represented by German counters, but I I, I think now you have a full complement in your Finnish pack. So we just played with those. And prior to Russian setup, the Axis can have this um, eighty millimeter FFE one come down. So Dave played the uh, Axis, which is the fins and the Swedes. And uh, didn't get too much with that. I spread out a lot. Uh, I think at the end you have to take some hills. You have to get at least one good order axis multi-man counter in any hill hex. And then um, the Russian can designate non-hill woods hex where they cut down vegetation. This is now in the actual finished rules. And it's called, shoot, I can't remember. I play tested all those. Um... I don't know, cleared field of fire kind of thing. It, you, if you lay one counter down, you can make a plus, I think it's a plus two woods, like it down to a plus one woods, and then spend two points, and it can lower it to a zero cleared field of fire Oh, to modify your board. I love it. I love that whole yeah, idea. Yeah, that's nice. Of course, defenders would have to be there for a while to be able to prepare these fire lanes kind of things. It's a few hexes, but it helps. And, uh, and then at the end of Russian turn one... The Russian gets an artillery strike, 70 millimeter, and removed at turn four. And then there's these special rules at the end game. So at the start of turns five, six, seven, eight, the Russian ELR is lowered by one. As soon as the Russian makes a human wave, the Russian ELR is set to four and stays so until lowered by the SSR. So it's trying to encourage you to run a human wave. And I guess I did. I can't remember running that human wave at one of the hills. Well, but if you anyway, can't remember it. No, I can't. maybe I never got it done. I think I got blown out. I know that in this game. Uh, just so at the start of turn five, the axis was affected by ammunition shortage, which still wasn't enough to help me pull this out. So I do remember facing him, double firepower, my shots would miss, and I would break at the oncoming 548 squads, which get that, you know, salt fire up close and oh yeah, doubled up and... The whole thing, so it wasn't much of a contest. I don't think it was unbalanced, but it just didn't work out for me that day. So I played through mud and blood. You had a bad day. Scenario SV8. What have you played? Well, I played a couple of weeks ago against Rich Spilkey. Went down to his house on a Saturday, and we played Wrecking the Rentals, which is a friendly fire scenario and rich wanted to play this kind of in preparation for the st louis tournament which is coming up i think this uh, obviously this is one of the scenarios that's going to be played there so he wanted to go through it so i said i'm up for that you can beat me up if you want so at this uh this scenario is the russians against the germans in poland in april 1944 
the Russians win at, win at game end if there are, and this seems so easy, if there are two or more Russian unbroken non-crew infantry squad equivalents or a stopped mobile AFE with functioning main armament within five hexes of this victory hex here, V on board V H10, it looks pretty easy. Um, you know, there's a there's a decent German contingent at setup, but he's got to cover the whole board, obviously, you know, because I'm going to be coming on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know where. He's got to cover this entire front, east to west. And uh, he did pretty effectively. And I come on, as the Russians, I came on with some, uh, everybody has to be in or on a vehicle. So oh, I've got... Yeah. I've got four trucks, well, five trucks, and then some Valentine tanks and some Sherman tanks. These are Lend-Lease tanks to the Russians. And I've got to be on them, which is which was good for me, because I don't do that much where I'm a passenger rider. It's good to practice those things. It is, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you drive up, you dismount, you go under the truck, all these things you need to do to move up. So I decided to go completely up on the left flank. Let's see. No, that's the right flank. So that would be the west side. No, east side. Okay. I decided to come up on the east side, all on that side. So Rich had plenty of stuff on the west side, which was ineffective there. So I knew he was going to have to run that across, which is going to be inconvenient. I'm just going to try to get a couple of tanks up there to kind of cut off his ability to simply run across these open fields. These fields were plowed, um, were harvested. What's the word? Plowed fields. Yeah, yeah plowed fields. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's when they. So uh, he's the movement. It's pretty much running through. It's the movement cost no is the same one. as a field, but there's no TEM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know he'd be running across a lot of open ground. So That's I tried to get some ground. tanks up on that side. And he had, I, I was just kind of cut through this path of woods. And I thought, well, I could just bust through the woods and create a trail through the woods. But It's on board X? As you, yes, on board X. But as you may know, you break a trail through there with an AFV, trucks can't go through a broken trail. You knew that, right? Trucks can't drive through a broken trail, a trail break. Oh, because they're trucks. Because they're trucks. They're not fully tracked. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm going to bring... There's an opening between those woods. I'm... I would break through the woods with a tank. Oh, yeah, I see. Keep this area secure. Bring my trucks up through this pass here uh-huh. on number on right. board X. Ooh. He put one squad in this woods. <laughs> and that with sucker little... tied me up. I mean, I kept... I had tanks up there... Tanks or trucks? Machine guns. You can't bring trucks in front of infantry squads, right? No. Fine. No, I didn't. I brought the tanks up first to, to take care of that squad. Now, of course, it was in woods, and it was concealment. So it was tough to get a shot on him. But I had three machine tanks there. Machine guns, double. I had, I had machine guns there blasting away. They weren't that close. Okay. They weren't that close. But he hung on there, and then he had another squad in right around T10 that was that kind of held me up and that's usually what happens to me is I get held <laughs> up by one or two very small squads that are in concealment but they hang me up for a couple of turns now the um I did like the fact that I was forced to use the trucks that was kind of fun and I did like the fact that I had these lend-lease uh AFEs now, Dave, I have a question for you. If you have a Lend-Lease mm-hmm. AFV, do you use the, and you're the Russians, do you use the red or the black to hit numbers? Oh, a, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to say it's still the red because of the training of the troops. Yeah, I would have thought that too, but it's actually the black. Really? Yes. Quality of the, hmm, yep. the vehicle. Yep. Interesting. So, okay. small thing, but I learned that. Yeah. And that, that will stick in my head. Not a lot sticks in my head, but that does. Anyway, Rich came on on turn two with a few extra uh, Panzers and quickly moved them up because they have a good movement factor and he was able to take use, make use of the road rate. Quickly came up and confronted my tanks that were coming in 
to him along the west edge and uh, kind of tied me up there too. So within about four turns, I had had enough. It looked like I wasn't going to be able to break through his lines. So we kind of resigned at that point, but I would play that again. So, and I think we are actually going to play it again. We're going to switch sides. I'm going to use Rich's setup and then he's going to defend. This would be a good way for him to practice this scenario for the tournament. So yeah, that I'm, would, I'm kind that of looking forward to that. You know, it was interesting on this whole thing. So we played four turns. His sand number was three. My sand number was two. Neither of us rolled a sniper number in four turns, <laughs> which can is happen. extraordinary. Yep. Just extraordinary. I am not surprised. But we still had fun, and we made good use of these spilky tables as and often as we could. The tourney's going to be July... 26 to 28. Yes, that sounds right. End of the month. In I'm sure you're July. correct. So I recommend that one. It was fun wrecking the rentals. Nothing extraordinary about it. Just a good setup and good fun. And I played uh, ASL Scenario 111. Ooh. Balkan Sideshow Cavalry. This is a 10-turn game. So these are big ones. Mike Rizzi and I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, are playing through these big ones. Wow, about a dozen-plus infantry for the defending Yugoslavians. And uh, an AT gun, AT mines, uh, a couple wire, a couple pillboxes. Hungarians have to come in and make sure there are no good order Yugoslavian multi-man counters within less than equal to three hexes from a bridge hex. Now, we really went down to a rule rabbit hole on this one. Um, there's lots of Hungarians coming on, two different groups, and the Yugoslavians, I think, hit the setup on a hill, or it's a good option for them to be on a hill, away from this bridge, and then as you you got to decide, am I going up to take them out on that hill? I can't just shoot for the bridge and have them come down the hill and attack me. Yeah. Hill's on your left, let's say, for the Hungarian. And... Uh, so it's an interesting, interesting concept. Now, the cavalry may swim across this river and oh. not take the bridge. Lots of fun there. Yeah. This is by Brian Martuzis, and I, we interviewed him for a long time at the last tourney. And I wished, yes. I wished I had been playing all these then. He wrote a lot of these scenarios for, what is this, Armies of Oblivion maybe? Yeah. And the Hungarians... Um, yeah, I have some vehicles, so I was able to surround this hilltop group of men, defeat them, lost a couple tanks to an AT gun across the river, uh, so watch out for that. There's some pillboxes you can put up back there. Um, the question is, if you have this wire on the bridge, uh, I can see if I can remember, there's a long thread on Gamer Geek or whatever that is, um, and you're concealed... You're moving through your own... So you have some guys that have to set up on this this side of the river mm-hmm. and cross this wire to get back and defend the end hexes. Mm. So do they have to pay the movement cost to go under? And boy, you can read that thread, and it seems really tossed up in the air, and I didn't plan to like why answer that question. Why wouldn't they? Because they're not unconcealed. Oh. It's, it's kind of weird. And you read three, four, five guys arguing in different ways. I would, oh, I should probably email yeah. Rich and see if he's tackled that yet. Yeah, um, it just seems too easy and not like just logical to me. You would not be able to cross under wire ever, whether you're out of line of sight of somebody or like concealed. Either way, the rules we're reading. Huh. Again, I forget. You can find this thread somewhere if you search. Yeah, so scenario one 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 Balkan sideshow. Hey, send us some letters. Tell us how you resolved it. Yeah. But the fun would have been to get these calves swimming across the river. Oh, yeah, I never got it. I I ran a group across the open ground, and, of course, what happened? Well. Neg two on horseback, I think. You were fired upon. (laughs) Yeah. And the horses went down. Everyone broke. Couldn't get Uh, anyone to the river. Yeah. That was dumb. But I won anyway, because once I started getting up there and crossing this wire... You're afraid, oh, no one will get under the wire. Well, yeah, some people are going to roll a one or two on dice to go under. Well, you maybe. (laughs) Yeah, and I got guys under, and I was able to get up adjacent to him, go into close combat. I think it was turn 10. So why didn't you? Won it in close combat on turn 10. Why didn't you cross uh, swimming? 
Because I got shot down on the horseback. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't good cover. I didn't plan it properly. Yeah. I probably could have swarmed one side. I sent a token cab force to the left. And maybe if you sent all 14 guys yeah. on one side, you might have been yeah. able to swarm over. It'd be fun to do it again, really. Um, but anyway, so that's Balkan and Sideshow. Really liked it. Brian Martuzis. If you are listening... Tell us what the rule is when you design that, how that was worked out. All right. That'd be good to know. That's all I got. That'd be very good to know. Okay. Well, I think that was going to uh, wrap it up for this episode. And we appreciate everybody hanging with us and listening to another great episode. And we're looking forward to seeing you next time. But until then. Remember to roll low, everybody. And rally well. But not Not when when you're playing playing us. us. I mean, seriously, not. Not at all. Not. Mm-mm. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye. Solo meal. I'm alone? I'm lonely? <laughs> it can't be that obvious, can I don't it? I know. Makes me it want to order a pizza. Sun. I love the sun.